This is InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's what's happening on this week's show. With heart disease the number one killer of Americans, heart health has become big business. There's lots of money behind all those medical tests. There are incredible opportunities, so it shouldn't be surprising to see that some folks are taking advantage of that in some ways that are not a benefit to patients in terms of either their health or their pocketbook. Then, if making decisions all day wears you out, you're not alone. It's called decision fatigue, and we'll talk to an expert. It's almost like I have a tank of gas in my brain, and as I'm making lots of decisions, I'm depleting that tank of gas. And eventually, my brain runs out of gas, and that's when interesting things start happening. Those two stories, and much more, are heading your way on this week's InfoTrack. Stay with us. The show begins right after this. InfoTrack. The weekly show with information you should know. Here's your host, Chris Whitting. With the leading edge of baby boomers hitting their 60s, heart disease remains the number one killer of Americans. That's created a market for all kinds of health services, both good and bad. InfoTrack's Roy Mackey is here with an expert with information that can help you and your family. Roy? Thank you, Chris. Our guest is Dr. John Santa. He's an MD and the director of the Health Rating Center for Consumer Reports. Recently, Consumer Reports took a look at the business of healing hearts, and one of your main conclusions is that cardiac care is a money-making machine that too often favors profit over science. That's right. Well, in your introduction comments, I think you put it well. This is a market. There are incredible opportunities. So it shouldn't be surprising to see that some folks are taking advantage of that, and we are concerned that they're doing so in some ways that are not a benefit to patients in terms of either their health or their pocketbook. And that primarily involves tests that aren't very effective but can be very expensive, and then those tests can lead to treatments that also, for them, may not be very effective and can be very expensive. Your findings have been boiled down to several bullet points, and we're going to try to touch on each one. The first point that you have is that people often get the wrong tests. That's right. There are some very effective screening prevention tests for heart disease. High blood pressure, cholesterol, diabetes. Those tests are terrific Folks need to be having them. They need to be doing something about them if they're positive. On the other hand, there's a number of other tests that are oftentimes suggested to patients by either their doctors or by advertisements that are not. EKGs, regular EKGs are not good screening tests for heart disease. Stress tests done, again, as a regular preventive test, not a good test. Ultrasounds of the blood vessels in the neck or the abdomen, for most people, not a good test. CT angiograms of the heart blood vessels, not a good test. Expensive, exposes you to radiation, but most worrisome, it can suggest to a doctor that you need some kind of treatment that we don't know will be helpful to you and could be risky. One of the other findings of your report is that angioplasty is overused. And first, maybe you can just give us a thumbnail sketch of what angioplasty is and then why you think it is overused. Well, angioplasty is a procedure in which a tube is put in your groin and then threaded up to the heart artery itself. 
and an obstruction is identified in the heart artery and a balloon is blown up that flattens the obstruction and then almost always a stent is put in, a kind of wire mesh tunnel sort of device that keeps the artery open. This is a very effective procedure if you are in the midst of having a heart attack or you have angina, heart pain, that is unstable and not responding to medicines. And the good news is that most hospitals and cardiologists are doing an excellent job of doing angioplasty in those circumstances. However, if you aren't having a heart attack, if the chest pain you have is stable and responding to medicines, or if you don't have any chest pain at all, and you're just there at the cardiologist's office because one of these tests has been abnormal, angioplasty is not the treatment of choice. There's many other options, including doing nothing. And we're very concerned that the data is suggesting that in some centers, significant numbers of people who have no symptoms at all are getting angioplasty that may not be needed, and they end up with one of these metal stents in their artery for the rest of their life. When people have angiograms measuring with some dye what is seen within the vein if there's a blockage, is it common while someone is still on the table for an angiogram to go ahead and just fast-track that and do an angioplasty right there? It is. And again, if you're in the middle of a heart attack or you've got unstable chest pain, that's fine. Time is of the essence, and the cardiologist should have prepared you for it, and, and they should proceed. But if you're certainly not having chest pain at all or your condition is stable, patients are at a very significant disadvantage to be on a procedure table, strapped down, perhaps slightly sedated, and the picture shows they have an obstruction in their artery, and the next thing they know, the cardiologist is doing an angioplasty and putting in one of these stents. Whoa, 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 this needs to be thought about and the options considered before putting a patient in a situation like that. Our guest is Dr. John Santa. He's an MD and director of the Health Rating Center for Consumer Reports, and they recently took a look at the business of healing hearts. One of the next bullet points in your report, Dr. Santa, is that consumers don't have enough information on heart doctors. Well, that's right. We were very pleased as part of this report to publish information about more than 300 heart surgery groups in 48 or 49 states. This is information about how well they perform when it comes to doing heart bypass grafts. And so patients have a much better idea of what their chances are in terms of not surviving the operation, their chances of complications, and they have a good sense of which heart surgery groups are three-star groups who are doing the best work, getting the best results. We applaud the Society of Thoracic Surgeons for providing this data, and for these 320 surgical groups for consenting to release it, there's another 700 or so heart surgery groups that haven't consented, and We hope that they reconsider in the future because we think patients deserve those numbers. There's some significant variation in performance, and patients should know that. And the final point in your report is that heart disease is often misunderstood. That's right. Again, this is a problem with advertising and promotion. Patients, consumers think that this is a plumbing problem that cholesterol and fat accumulate in an artery and you basically have a plumbing problem. Well, no, it's not that simple. They are convinced of that because the folks who want them to believe that angioplasty is the solution or an anti-cholesterol drug is the solution. 
No, it's not just a plumbing problem. It's also a clotting problem. One of the reasons why heart attacks happen is that the blood clots around that obstruction. And it looks like there's some other factors, potentially inflammation of the artery for reasons we don't understand well. And then we know that there's other factors that must be occurring because people who have no risks at all can still have heart attacks. So consumers shouldn't fall for an overly simplistic explanation about heart disease. It's trickier than that. Just to wrap things up, Dr. Santa, can you just give us some quick pointers on the best ways to protect your heart for the average person? Five big things. Watch your blood pressure get screened yearly if it's elevated. Get treated. It's very effective treatment. It's inexpensive, so high blood pressure. Your cholesterol, get it checked every five years, especially if you have other risk factors. If it's high, change your diet, lose weight, change your lifestyle, and you may need a generic medicine. If you're overweight, get screened for diabetes. If it's positive, oh my gosh, you really need to change your lifestyle, lose weight. There are diabetes medicines that are very effective, low cost. If you are at risk, take small dose aspirin to help with that clotting problem. And then a huge one, smoking. Smoking cigarettes is a huge risk factor. It's obviously completely preventable. Both active and passive exposure to smoke is a risk factor. So if you don't smoke, stay away from places where people do. Dr. John Santa, MD and Director of the Health Rating Center for Consumer Reports. Where can people find out more about this information online? At consumerreportshealth.org and in the September edition of Consumer Reports Magazine. All right. Well, thank you very much for joining us on InfoTrack. Thank you. And for InfoTrack, I'm Roy Mackey. Next, is your brain out of fuel? It might be if you have decision fatigue. The surprising story and what you can do about it. Straight ahead. There's more InfoTrack coming up. Stay tuned. Stay tuned.